behind the shade. That was a very nice post that you um, you tagged me in. That was really nice. Thought a lot about that whole do I have mom friends question and thought, well, I do have mom friends. They're not the version of friends that I usually think of. What kind of friends do you usually think of when I ask that question? So a female friend you think of is someone you go shopping with or out to dinner or they want to call you and talk on the phone for hours. And, you know, my family and stuff, my I work full time and then I'm trying to get the kid where he needs to go and I'm trying to make sure my house is clean. I don't really have, I don't really do those things anymore. I'm not in my twenties. I don't just have a bunch of leisurely time, but these women, we get our kids together for things. And I was thinking like, I didn't choose them initially, but I choose them now, you know, they're ones that I would rather hang out with than other moms. <laughs> so they are my friends. They are worthy of that title. That's that's beautiful. So let's get started. Why don't you let everyone know who you are and where they can find you? I am Summer Jean, and that's all I have. <laughs> well, I know you have a nickname. Tell us about your nickname and how you got it. Oh, right. So I am the Wildebeest. My coworkers named me that uh, several years ago because while I'm probably one of the smallest at my office, I'm the one they call when they need to pick up a heavy patient or change out the water cooler or do any heavy lifting. And I hated it, but I've learned to embrace it. So I'm the, the small but resilient wildebeest. There you go, strong, resilient, and someone that has a very good support system that she just realized the other day. So there you go, trifecta. Absolutely, absolutely. My support system, I wouldn't I wouldn't be anywhere without them. Absolutely. So let's speak on your support system a little bit more. Have they the support system you have now, was it is it the same support system you had back then at the beginning of your journey? Or did you kind of develop the support system along the way? I it's changed a lot. Now my husband always has been a big role. Um He's happy to shove me out the door if I've missed too many workouts. But my workout partners here that are local have come and gone. But my Instagram friends that I've made have really made the big difference. I think it's important to find people that have done what you're trying to do um, and, and to learn from them. And that was a big part of it is just aligning myself with the right people people with similar goals, similar backgrounds that are keep pushing and keep pushing until they get to where they're trying to be. And how was it finding um, those through social media that had similar goals or similar dedication as you? Do you think it was easier than you expected or was it a more difficult journey? Oh no. <laughs> but I will say, and we didn't, I didn't mention this the other day, there's a group called the Goon Squad that just kind of organically formed. And those people have really been my core support system when it comes to the gym. And then it just kind of grew from there. Perfect, perfect. So tell us a little bit about your journey. What got you started on becoming more active in your life? Started when I was in high school and I just started gaining weight really quickly. Um, I was a cheerleader. I'd worked really hard to become a cheerleader 
And then my coach pulled me to the side one day after practice and said, if you gain any more weight, you're gonna have to buy new uniforms. And it broke my heart, but it also helped me realize that I have to be in control of my body and what I eat and what I do. And from there, I started working out. My um, dad was a part of that. He would drop me off, make me, not make me, but he would ride behind me as I ran home in the evenings. I started adjusting my diet. That's what to eat and when and portion sizes, those kinds of things. It's been an on and off thing since high school though. Did you find in your experience that the nutrition side was easier or more difficult than you actually getting into the gym or you running and you staying active? Which one was more difficult for you personally? Oh, the, the food side, definitely, definitely. When my husband and I were younger, before we had my son, we would spend all evening in the gym. These marathon style workouts, just hours and hours. We don't do that anymore because we'd rather come home and hang out with the child, but that was easy. We'd get done doing the workout and come home and eat a pizza. Not gonna get very far doing those things. Can I tell you that um, because I haven't had pizza in so long, now actually I get sick when I eat it. How long has it been since you've had pizza? Um, well, a little bit of background. I don't eat meat, so and I don't haven't had dairy in years. So a few years back, I tried to have a slice of pizza. Then I realized that I started to feel nauseated and I threw up. So I think I actually became maybe lactose intolerant or my body can't handle the dairy products anymore. I see. I see. That's that's good for you, though. Yeah, yeah, it's from a health perspective, absolutely, maybe, but um, sometimes it's a little difficult to find food. That I can understand. I am celiac, which means I have to be gluten-free, and I developed that about two years ago, and it was reading every label, it was looking at everything that I ate, and it was it was quite an adjustment. But at the same time, I always am so thankful for the people that went before me because it's a lot easier to find vegan food for you, I would imagine, and then gluten-free food for me because, you know, the people that went before us had to do the battling and the fights to get this stuff made. Absolutely. They kind of fought the battle in the trenches for us to be able to do what we do now. Definitely. So, so as a mother and as a wife, how do you find the fitness journey impacting you in that regards? It's mental therapy, it's self-care in the same way that it is physical activity for me. It's remembering that I have to take the time and I have to put the effort into myself as much as I do my family. And then I have a lot of anxiety. So if I miss too many workouts, I can feel it rise more and more each day. And then I go and get that intense workout in and I it, automatically, the anxiety comes back down. Is that one of the ways you, you deal with the anxiety just to go into the gym and work out as, as well as you can and as hard as you can? Oh, absolutely. I did a, I even did a report on it when I was in college on the effects of physical activity on mental illness and it ranks up there with some of the prescription meds that they can put you on. It's essential for people to exercise. Our bodies are meant to move. They're meant to do those things. And so it's when we get out of the routine of that, that we, you know, those things happen. 
that's not to say that it's going to cure all. We have chemical imbalances that happen and people do need to take their medication or go to therapy. But physical activity is a big part of that as well. Well, speaking on that, right, because I want to continue to to expand on that. Um, you mentioned it's like mental therapy um, coming from your perspective. If you were to, if you met, let's say, with a group of young women or or newly married women or even women who are looking just to improve and become more physical, what would you tell them and why? That's a good question. Um, I would say to start small, set little goals daily. And that's something I learned from one of my Instagram friends because I'm a big picture person. But she taught me to set daily, small daily goals and just do that daily thing and then move on to the next day. So that would be the big one is to start small and start adding little changes day by day. And that'll really add up to a big thing of the journey, little changes day by day. And these little changes, is this something that you've learned? And if it is, how has it improved your journey? Um, it's something I've learned through a lot of mistakes and doing too much. That's for sure. <laughs> and being like, what do I do? Why can't I move forward anymore? And it's usually because I'm trying to do too much. Do you think um, there's a next level to your fitness journey? Like, what would that next level be for you? Right now, I'm really focusing on strength. I want to see my big lifts improve. So that next level would be kind of breaking the ceiling that I've found myself at lately. So I have these numbers in my head that are big numbers for me. And I just like to break past those. So that would be my next level. Oh, and you have to share with us what numbers are these? Well, they're, they're small numbers comparatively. I follow a lot of the powerlifting girls and they are some legit beasts, just beast. Um, I'd like to see, my short-term goal is a 185 squat. I'd like to see a 225, the next, kind of my next level. My deadlift currently is about a 200, 205 is probably the most I've ever done. I'd like to see that at about 225. Um, bench, I would like to hit 135. And my overhead press, I'd like to hit 90 is probably good, but I'd like to see about 100 if I'm being optimistic. Those are good goals because those are your big lifts, right? Like you have your squat, you have your deadlift, and you have your bench. Um, I'm pretty sure just by observing the way you work out, you can definitely hit those numbers, hopefully before the end of the year, right? Fingers crossed. That's, we're working. We're definitely working. I'm very tedious in that I don't want to have another injury after just going through one. And I'm really, really picky about form for myself. So if I can't do it with good form, then I don't count it. Have you had a number of injuries or is it just maybe something minor, like no major injuries, right? I, um, I have a spondylolisthesis in my C-spine which is where one disc has kind of slipped forward on the other. We discovered it when I was 29. I believed it to be a gym injury, but um, the physician that I saw kind of led to, it's probably been there for a while. I had a, um, an injury in cheerleading back when I was in college 
that may have led to it. Um, I was back spotting and a girl fell on my head. Uh, so that could have been from that. I had to be careful with that. And then I injured my lumbar about six or seven weeks ago. Wow, some, some setbacks, but I'm sure you're gonna bounce back and you probably learned so much from them. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm a big believer in just listening to your body. Things shouldn't hurt when you work out. Muscles should burn, you should feel the stretch, you should feel things working. But if your joints ache, then, you know, there's there's something you need to adjust. So I'm slow to progress and because I listen to my body in that way. Absolutely. If you were to take a step back, right, knowing what you know now, you know what you've had, the, the few injuries and you're able to bounce back from there. You have this incredible support system. You're identifying different people on social media. What do you tell the girl that was a cheerleader back then, knowing what you know now? Like if you can speak to the cheerleader version of yourself, what information would you give that young lady and why? Well, first, it's never as bad as it seems. <laughs> When we're going through something, it feels like it's so hard in a fitness program, in life, in school, in any of that. It feels like it's so rough. But when you get to the other side and you look back, you're like, oh, well, that wasn't as bad as I think it was. So I would say, you know, just to put your head down and, and keep pressing forward. But again, knowing what your goals are, being specific in your goals, and then understanding what it takes to get there and then you know making that program and working slowly towards those specific goals like i said before i just do too much i think i want to be a yoga master i want to run a marathon and i want to deadlift all the 45s in the gym you have to pick one thing and work towards it do you find it sometimes is difficult not to go into the gym um wanting to do everything but finding one goal for that day and say, you know what, I'm going to do this for today. And then tomorrow I'm going to do this. Do you find yourself learning to be that way more so now than you were before? Oh, absolutely. I have a, a board in my um, closet and it's got Sunday, Monday, it's got each day. And on Sunday, I write the two big lifts that I'm doing for each day of the week and the number that I plan to hit so that I look at it day in and day out. This is your goal for that day. This is the only important goal for that day. So if I, and I have a rest days planned out as well because I will do too much and not rest appropriately. And then my body will tell me that I get to rest for many days now. So I I have to put those goals in front of me to and just look at them every day and follow the plan. So now, what is next for summer? Like, what is it that you want to do? I know you mentioned the big lifts, right? But from outside of the gym, what is it that you want to do? Like, would you take what you've learned and maybe share it and share it with the next generation of women? Absolutely. A lot of women have a really hard time just understanding weightlifting in the gym. And so I always thought that would be a good place for me is to work with newbies, you know, and, and teach them that weights are not your enemy. They are your friend and um, basic structure. But I also have started a blog, which is 
strange and vulnerable. <laughs> I like to write even though it's not super great, but I want to find a routine where I'm writing on a regular basis and kind of sharing um, the things that have helped me with my anxiety, the things that have helped me kind of continue in the gym, and just finding purpose through that, as well as maybe some sort of newbie women's weightlifting program. Perfect, perfect. Any last words that you want to share with us? Um, I'm very thankful that you asked me to do this. Um, but also understanding that you need to set, and I thought about this a lot, you need to set a specific goal that's measurable, realistic, and you put a time frame on it. You need to research that goal, and then you need to have your daily goals set out to get you there. We used to say that you can eat an entire elephant bite by bite. So if you try to eat the whole thing, you're gonna swallow it. But if you cut it up into little bite-sized pieces and just bite by bite, you can eat the whole thing. So if you have a giant goal, just break it up into pieces, make sure it's specific and work towards it. <laughs>